back to episode three of season one. The case I chose today is the Icebox Murders. On June 23, 1965, the police went to Fred and Edwina Rogers' home after receiving a call from the neighbors because the neighbors haven't seen them in a few days and they were just worried about them. So they called the police to go check. So the officers went over there and knocked on the door, but no one answered. So they knocked again and still no one answered. So they decided to kick down the door and they went inside. When they went in, the house looked normal, just looked like no one was there. So one of the officers opened the fridge and discovered what he thought was meat from a hog, but soon discovered that wasn't it. It was the dismembered bodies um, cut and wrapped, washed off, and then he discovered the two heads of Edwina and Fred. Edwina had been shot in the head and Fred had been beaten to death by a hammer before they both was dragged into the master bathroom and drained out of their blood <clears throat> and chopped into pieces and placed in the fridge. The person that had did it had took their time. So it had to take them a good minute because it's two people and Every time, like, when I hear about, like, stuff, like, you know, true crime TV shows and stuff, they always say when a person, like, died, the body is heavy. So, it had to take them, like, a good minute to, like, drag both of their bodies in there, drain them of their blood, because, I don't know, I don't know how much blood we have in our body, but I know we have a lot, and he had to chop them into pieces, and place them in the freezer so it had to take him like hours and by the next morning the police was looking for a suspect and the only one they can think of was Edwina and Fred's son he was 43 and his name is Charles Rogers who only communicated with his parents through notes and he slid him under his door to talk to his parents. And that is really weird. Because who is living with somebody and they only communicate by notes? Definitely with your parents. That's really weird. So, the neighbors barely seen him. So, they had the suspect. Well, they had him in mind. But they couldn't find him. Like, they didn't know where... Charles was or anything. They was looking for him. They had a nationwide manhunt, but they never could find him. So in 1975, they declared him legally dead. In the case, there was nothing to the, like, I guess they were still working on it, but there was nothing really that they could find because the the house was clean. The house was super clean. So the only blood that they had was a little piece of blood that was on the keyhole to the son's room. 
That was the only thing they had. And the bodies were cut up. I don't know if they even found the weapon. Like, and the sun was gone. So the case was just cold, I guess. In 1997, a Houston couple began reinvestigating the murders. Because it was, like, really weird because, like... They wasn't communicating nothing. The son just disappears out of nowhere at the killing's parents. And then there's just nothing. Literally nothing. And the couple wrote an ebook on the case. They believed that they figured out why Charles did it. And said most likely Charles was physically and emotionally abused by his parents. Up until his late adult years. And that he murdered them because um, the parents the parents forged his signature and um, on a deed of the land. Charles owned the land and the house that him and his parents lived in. And apparently Edwina took a loan out on the land or the house and kept it for herself. Like, she didn't spend it on the house or anything. And I guess he just flipped out and murdered them. And then they say they think he moved to Central um, Central America where he lived until he died. That could, that could be true. But I feel like, I don't know. Like, yeah, he could have killed his parents and moved to Central America. But... Why, if he was, like, abused and he owned a house, why would he let his parents move in with him? That's the part that's getting me. Like, if this man was physically abused by his parents, yeah, he could have been physically abused because he's talking to them. But who's going to let somebody move into their house like that? Not kick them out? Nothing. Because, I don't know. I would never let them live in my house. Or he could have. Or could have like. What if it's like a plot twist. Like what if he didn't do it. Like what if it was like. Somebody else. And they kidnapped him or something. That would be like outrageous. But. I don't know. This case is like kind of weird. Because it's like a whole lot of. Something. Something is missing. I don't know what's missing. But something is missing. Because it's like literally nothing. It was about it was their bodies found in the freezer. You can't really get any information on him because the neighbors ain't know him. And they barely seen him. And some people didn't even know that they even had a kid. So it's weird. Cause who who would buy land in a house? Let their parents live there and they just stuck in their room writing notes to them. I don't get it, but yeah, thank you for listening to episode three of season one, the Icebox Murders, and I will be back with the fourth episode of season one.